Hi, this is Kirk Reed. Bear with me as we need a little compliance disclosure. In our practice, we give financial advice to our clients. We know their financial situation in detail before doing so. That's generally not the case with callers we speak with on the show. We can't give truly meaningful financial advice because we don't know the detailed financial situation of the caller. After all, we just met. Any suggestions we make to callers are generic in nature and meant to steer a caller in the right direction. Callers should check with their own financial professionals before implementing any suggestions that we may make. At times on this show, we talk about investments and investment performance. Investment returns are not guaranteed, and past performance does not guarantee future results. Good morning. We're back. You're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed, uh, joined this morning uh, by Mike McNamara, a.k.a. The, uh, the, 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 big, old, the big guy? The old guy. Oh. <laughs> I, I think I prefer that. Uh, I'm not the big guy in this room. Never mind that. Okay. Well, okay. All right. Well, all right. I, don't, I don't want to call you that, but if that's yeah. what you want to call yourself, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I understand. Uh, all right, so we're having uh, fun today, as always, uh, <laughs> talking about uh, volatility, uh, specifically uh, market volatility. But so, actually, I was, you know, earlier I was kind of Googling, you know, volatility, just because it's kind of interesting sometimes what yeah. pops up, yeah. um, you know, and actually w one of the little things that says, uh, let's see, where me find it again here. Okay, it says, what is the opposite of volatility? Ooh. That was one of the suggestions, you know, that popped huh. up, uh, you know, on Google here. Or, uh, yeah, Google. Boring? Well, so, okay, I thought this was very interesting. Right. So it says, you know, it says antonyms and near antonyms for volatility. This is, so this is from, you know, Merriam-Webster.com. And so the first one is level-headedness. Ah. Oh. Okay. Oh. I thought you would get a kick out I of like, that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, level-headedness. <laughs> uh, practicality. Whoa. Re reasonability and reasonableness. So those were the the top uh, antonyms uh, for volatility. You, you know that is that is so funny that you say that because during the break I, I was thinking and I'm going to bring it up. I said I, it just ties in. This is that's so funny you say that. So I get nervous once in a while about this radio show. Okay, and 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 the the reason is it may sound silly, but um, you know we we. If you look at our radio show compared to like almost any other financial show, whether it's TV, radio, or podcast on the planet, we kind of look like the Stone Age guys around here because we're not talking really heavy-duty, fancy terms. We're not talking strategies where you're going to lose all your money and you need to do this tomorrow. And we're not, uh, and we don't get technical uh, and. We just talk about like common sense and talk about things in English, and I don't, I don't know if and, that's, and I don't know if that a, sells. And at a nice level, <laughs> yeah. level tone. Yeah, yeah. yeah but but yeah. all of those words, yes. that kind of that that's perfect. All you know, folks, you know, if you want to do the gambling road, then this is the wrong radio show for you. If you want to do the long term investing road, this is the right radio show. And I'm sorry, it's. It's not, it's a lot of common sense and it's pretty level-headed. And it, you know, it and, is. and we've used, and we've used this word before and it's, you know, you might call it boring, yeah, right? I, I, perfectly so. Investments and, are boring. And we, okay. and we always say boring they is should, good. They should be. Boring should is good. Be. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I, I just, I think that's so funny. Um, I, all, all of the, all of the. I, I, I won't say all. The vast majority of anything that's in the media that talks about finance is oriented to the gambling, speculating road to travel. 
Uh, and there are precious few, by the way, and those are the ones that are probably well attended because that's where the excitement is mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But I think there are precious few that say, you know, you might actually need an advisor to help do this or, or, or somebody at a mutual fund company to talk to about or recommending a portfolio for you. you. You might actually, you know, have to use a professionally diversified portfolio and buy a whole bunch of stocks and bonds and leave them alone for a while. It, 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 sometimes it, it sounds too simple and I wonder if people don't take that seriously. Mm. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Mm. But I'm not going to lose too much sleep about it, but I wonder about <laughs> that from time to time, you know? You know, I think it's been working I just mean, fine. You're an engineer. What's, yeah. your, what's your take on this? I mean, I mean, I'm I don't, sorry we don't have a lot of hard math for you to work on. You yeah, know? no, that's that's perfectly <laughs> fine. I did all that stuff in the past, and uh, I'm perfectly happy just doing some simple math now. <laughs> simple math is good. Simple math is fine, and I don't. Uh, you know, it's it all. It is all about. You know, it is about temperament, right? It's about yeah. and where, and as you say, you know, we understand why things do what they do. Yeah. We can't predict them. Nope. I mean, nobody can, yeah. but we know that. And if you think you know somebody, you can, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Okay, if folks. somebody tells you yeah. what's going to happen yeah. uh, and they tell you with divinity, yeah. I'm sorry, but they don't, they're, they're, yeah. they're making it up. They don't, they don't know the future. Nobody, nobody knows the future. Uh, we're not going to tell anyone that we know the future. And if we did, we wouldn't tell you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we did, we wouldn't be working. Uh, That's correct. We'd be doing something else. Uh, yeah. We, and you know, so we, we're going to give our best, you know, our best guidance yeah. based on yeah. uh, how we think things are going to go. But we're yeah. going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to say multiple times, yeah. you know, there's no guarantees, but this is our best guess. Level-headedness. Level-headedness. Level I, I love it. Thank Practicality. You. I just love it. Okay. Uh, so to pick up, <laughs> to pick up on where we left off uh, about folks, if you're listening to us, we hope you have a, a professionally created asset allocation, you know, a plan of free investments, a mixture, and we hope that you have a, a bunch of mutual funds or exchange traded funds that own different kinds of stocks and bonds mixed in there, okay? Uh, and and that's that means you're on the long-term investor road, not the, I get nervous, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not the gambling road. But anyway, so we, we hope you do have one of those. You probably do, lots of folks do. Okay, but I just wanted to take a, a moment or two Okay, so in the bad times, you should, well, in the good and bad times, you should know what you hope to get for a return within a range. Obviously, it's a guess over the long term. And you should know how much excitement you're buying when you have this portfolio. Okay, I'm pretty sure in our our investment policy, we show the like the worst three, we, we show people the worst three years that they ever had in that portfolio. And some of those numbers are scary, right? right. When you think about right. it, you know, then they kind of don't think about that because they, they don't pay attention to it. But folks, you, if you have a, a portfolio, you should know what you hope to earn and you should know how much excitement comes with it. And by the way, if you do the percentages, and you're within those levels of excitement. I, I got nothing else for you. That's that was that was okay mm -hmm. given the circumstances. Okay, but let me let me hop to, to upward volatility for a moment. Okay, so, so okay, um, so the the good news about having a diversified asset allocation of portfolio uh, is that. Uh, you're never going to have as much excitement as if you had an all-stock portfolio. Okay, so, so that's the good news. Okay, well, so the the only problem with having a diversified asset allocation is that if it's truly diversified, the investments that you own in there they don't all travel in the same time 
time zone. You know, when some investments are up, some investments are down. By the way, that's the case all the time. So, mm-hmm. so the good news about a diversified portfolio of investments is that you blend out ultimately and don't have as much excitement as the market and hopefully get a return. But the bad news is if you look at your portfolio, there's always going to be one or two of them that are sucking wind. Yep. Okay. And that's just, just kind of how it, how it works sort of a thing. So, so that's on the other side of volatility. Okay. When, when you have upward volatility and your whole portfolio is making money and you start looking at those two over in the corner that are down, you start making. <laughs> what, is, what are those guys doing? Yeah, over there? We, yeah. we, we can't have that. Can we, can we talk about that sort yeah. of a thing? So why, yeah, yeah. And, and the question would be, well, why, yeah. don't, why don't we sell those and yeah. buy more of these yeah, other the, ones, the, right? The ones that are gone have already gone up. Right. right. Exactly. Well, what, would you like to answer that and then talk about rebalancing yeah. before we move along? Sure. So, yeah. okay. you know, one of the things we show people is, you know, at, um, what looks like the periodic element, you know, table of the elements, right? You know, it's and, called the Kalan. One of them is called Kalan, C-A-L-L-A-N. All right. Wait, yeah. So what it actually is, right, yeah. is, you know, maybe 10 or 12 different asset classes, you know, the big asset classes. Uh, you know, an example of an asset class is like large cap stocks yep. or small cap stocks or international stocks. And it tracks them, you know, year over year and shows them, you know, who was the best performing asset class all the way down to the worst performing and if you look back over, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, you can see that there's, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. Absolutely. You know, why one asset class, yeah. you know, why, you know, in order to predict, you know, who's going to be the best, yep. you know, looking forward. Yep. And, you know, so, you know, so we say, well, you know, we believe in, you know, because of this diversified approach, we're going to own a little bit of everything or at least a lot, you know, a lot of different asset classes. All right, for not knowing the future. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and... <laughs> Because, you know, we can see historically that they all, you know, do perform well at some time or Over other. Over a long enough time, yeah. And so we say, okay, well... You know, just because they're underperforming, you know, over this relatively short period of time, that doesn't mean we're going to get rid of it. You know, we might actually buy more of it because we think or we, you know, we're comfortable uh, that it's going to perform at some point. We don't know when that is. Uh, And so by rebalancing, right, we might actually sell a little piece of something that's done well as opposed to buying more <laughs> when it's when it's expensive yeah. or pricey. So we're going to sell a little piece and buy one of these asset classes that's temporarily down uh, because we feel that it will provide value or it will go back up at some point. And so by buying more of those shares when it's down, when it does come back, you know, that will provide, you know, some value to the overall, you know, portfolio return. Lots of value. That's where we make our money, by the way, on the rebalancing, as you well know, in terms of returns and stuff. And that's, yeah. you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure you had this in here. So, I mean, you know, so right now with things being down and, you know, it's hard, you know, temporarily, temporarily down. down. Yeah. And, you know, if you're getting your, you know, you're getting your monthly statement and you're saying this, oh, it's down. And. You know, what, you know, so what, what can we do or what should we do to, I guess, you know, to be proactive? Um, And so our, you know, our comments would be, well, we were proactive from the point of view that we, we put this plan together ahead of time and it's a diversified strategy and knowing that things can and will go down. So what are we going to do? Well, we're going to continue to rebalance, right? We're going to continue to rebalance. If some things in your portfolio are down more than others, we're going to buy more of them. We already did it. We already did it. Yeah. We had you positioned uh, ahead of time. Um, you know, if you needed money, hopefully we knew about that. Yeah. And we had some cash set aside ahead of time. And you have a big bunch of emergency reserves anyway. And you had some cash in the bank. Yep. And, 
And that is what provides you the ability to wait this out, however long it may be. Uh, if it's three months, six months, 12 months. Yep. Uh, but if you have a plan in place, you know, you've already done all the things that you need to do. And now all you have to do is just wait. Yeah, th- th- that's that human human emotion. Re- I have to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you're if you're if you were smart, you probably have hopefully have already done it, and you don't have to do much at all. You know, the, the rebalancing is just a way to take advantage. Okay, of uh, 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 what goes on in different parts of your portfolio. By the way, after the fact, oh, we sold something after it went up. Oh, there's a note, and, and with, with those proceeds, we bought something after it went down. That probably worked out. By the way, the other the other really uh, big picture thing about having an asset allocation uh, is that if you didn't rebalance, bad things would happen over time. Okay, so so let me give you an example. Uh, let, let, let's pretend that you have a 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio. And, and for purposes of simplicity, because that's the way we like it here, okay, let's just pretend you had two investments. You, you own the S&P 500, 500 biggest companies in America, and you own the whole U.S. bond market, which you can do in two mutual funds. And you have 60% in the S&P, and you have 40% in the bonds. Uh, and a year after you get started, you now have 70% stocks and 30% bonds. And that's because the stocks mostly went up, and maybe the bonds somewhat went down. I, I, I'm, I'm making this up, folks. Just give me a little leeway here. So anyway, you bought... A 60-40. You bought, you invested, I'm sorry, what, what it was. You invested in a 60-40 and you were hoping for a certain return or, the, or within a range. And you were hoping for a certain amount of excitement, okay, um, in the portfolio. And by rebalancing, we always keep it a 60-40, okay? If you didn't rebalance, well, my point is, if you have a 70-30, we need to rebalance to put it back to what you bought because this ain't what you got. If you didn't rebalance your portfolio, folks, over a long enough time, it's going to be more and more stock heavy. Uh, and that may be a bad thing at a certain time in your life, depending on how old you are, what your needs are. So, so the other critical thing about rebalancing, besides taking advantage of what has already gone on. This is not predicting the future, folks. This is, oh, let's uh, let's take advantage of what the markets are giving us this week, sort of a thing. But the other advantage, and the big one is, it keeps you to what you invested in, okay? Uh, and that that just makes sense. Oh, no, let's let's let this ride a little bit more. Well, yeah, and then, then you're going to pay for that sooner or later. Sort so, of right, thing. so, yeah, so, you know, human nature, you know, might say, well, oh, that's great. Look at, you know, look what the stocks did over the past year. Let's Let's buy more stocks. Well, that's not that's not the strategy that, that we agreed on, yep. right? You know, now we're now we're now you're getting more risky, uh, and you're buying something that's already gone up in value, and you know, and we don't know that that's going to be a, a great plan. Let so. me write that down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, so the I, I think. Okay, I've finished the first one quarter of our outline here, Kirk. Okay, almost, almost. Okay, All right, I, Tim, Tim, can we have another couple hours okay, if we no. need them? <laughs> Who's after us? Uh, well, I, you might be able to work out a deal with Sharon. She's on with you after. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 
I All right. Know. So here, here we go. Uh, let's see. How much time have I got? I got. Oh, but perfect. Okay. So in this particular segment, I have four or five minutes to talk about reds and greens. Reds and greens. Good. Okay. My favorite colors. Okay. Green specifically, mind you. But anyway. Uh, so, so uh, folks, um, to to give you an idea of why I always say you're temporarily down in value. Okay, I, I refer you to a chart produced by the wonderful folks at Putnam Investments in Boston. They didn't pay me to say this, folks, and I don't even know if we use any Putnam Investments, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't think we do, but anyway. Okay, uh, if, you, if you Google market rebounds outlasted declines. Okay, that's a Putnam chart that is an absolute world-class, if I had to have just one chart in my life to take with me all the time to client meetings, this would be it. I don't need to take it to client meetings. I take, need to take it to prospect meetings. But anyway, okay, I, it, again, I, and I'm looking at it on my screen. I have it too. Okay, uh, mar market rebounds outlasted market declines. And it's a terrific chart. Uh, by the way, I call it reds, greens, and grays. Okay, so so... It goes back to, uh, what's the year we got here, Kurt? 1949, 1949, okay. Uh, and it ends, this. I'm looking at basically, uh, what? Uh, I have one through 12, 31, 21. Per, perfect, okay. So, so, all right, so, you know, it, it's, it's a mountain chart, folks. It starts low and it goes higher, okay? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't go. Left to right on your dial. Yeah, that's right. But, but miraculously, it does not go in an absolute straight line. There are some bumps and bruises along this line. So sometimes there's a peak or a hill or a mountain... And then sometimes there's a bump or a hole or a canyon. How's that? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. On the chart. Okay. Yes. And so every time markets have gone down for whatever period, they color it in red. Every time markets have gone up, they color it in green. Mm. Okay. So uh, let me let me start with something like relatively recent. Okay. So uh, on in twelve. On 12-31, oh yeah, this is good, okay, uh, 1976, okay, we had a, a red, okay, a bear, a bear market, okay, uh, the market went down 14.26% in 14 months, hmm. okay, well, it was followed, thank goodness, by a green that got back to exactly where you started Okay, uh, at the top of the red. So from the from the peak of your portfolio went down and got back to the peak. So the green took you back to the peak. Well, you were back to the peak, okay, uh, in uh, basically November. Uh, you were back in, in seven thirty one eighty two, and 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 by the way, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, you were back to the peak in October, okay, okay, uh, uh, of eighty two. Uh, it was three months, and it was up 26%. So you were down 16% and change for 20 months, and you were, you were up 26. You have to go up, but you were back to even in three months. Right. Okay, so let's see. 20 months plus three months is 23 months. Two years, you were back to even. And then we had a gray. What's a gray? It's going up, okay, after you had the green, and the gray was this magnificent run. Yeah, we, we don't made. we don't have a number we there. We don't have but a it, number, but it's significantly okay. higher. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, and so so so, folks, this chart is a never-ending reds, grays, and greens. And every one I'm looking at, 
okay? Every red we have, followed by a green that bails you out and then some. And by the way, then the next red doesn't go as low. So, so the, it's like walking up an elevator with a, with a yo-yo. If you, if you right. sit back and watch, folks, it's going up, but it's going up and down. That's exactly what the, this looks like. And it's the most comforting chart on the planet. I love, right. that, I love that analogy about okay, the, the yo-yo you. on the uh, Thank you. Market rebounds, escalator declines. Proof so far that the world hasn't come to an end. Okay. And uh, okay, oh, good. We have another minute. Even and better. you know, and so right. So okay. we're in, we're in the midst of a red, so to speak, right now. Even yes. even though it's not technically well, a bear well, we, market, we think it's a red. Right. right. It's not. It's not yeah. a. It's not a bear market yep, just yep, yet. Yep. yep. Uh, and the you know, so we don't we don't know what that is. But our yeah. our our only thought and hope is that there's another green to come after there, there you it, go. and that's all we can and, do. And I, I show people this chart. Well, I haven't shown. I don't I haven't taken on a new client for a while. But I show people this chart, okay, to give them a little comfort about what has happened and what can go on. Mm -hmm. And and then and then they say, well, how can this chart always go up? And the short story is because those companies are making money that you own for a long time, and that's how it works. That's okay. how it works. All right, we're going to uh, take a break. You're listening to Kirk Reed and Mike McNamara. Uh, we're talking about volatility today. Uh, we'll be right back after the break. Are you ready to get organized? Let's consolidate those old accounts and make sure your investment strategies are appropriate. This is Kirk Reed, a certified financial planner with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Find out more at McNamaraFinancial.com. All right, we're back. You're listening to McNamara on Money. South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. My name is Kirk Reed, uh, joined today by Mike McNamara. Uh, we are talking about volatility today, and uh, we have a caller. Uh, we have Bob in Marshfield. Good morning, Bob. Hi, Kirk. Uh, hi, Mike. Good morning. Um, hi there. Um, I, have a, I have a question. Um, I have um, a money in the uh, stock market, not as much now as I did a year ago, obviously, but I'm going to retire in about nine months. And my question is, should I stay the course or should I cash out now? What do you think? Hmm. Going to ask this guy a lot of questions first, I think. Yeah. yeah. How, can, um, how old are you, Bob? I'm 69. Okay. Um, and so you said you're planning on retiring in about six months. Is that what you said? Nine months. Nine months. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. have you have you kind of done some math as far as you know? Do you, do you, you know? Do you need to start taking money out of your portfolio when you retire? Um, probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you should probably do some math and figure out exactly what that might be. Well, do, do, I mean, so do you know how much you might need to take and when? Uh, how much? Well, I think uh, I think you can only take five percent. Isn't that right? No, you can take as much as you want. Still a free country. Oh, okay. Um, well, I um, I was told that if you take more than five percent at a time, that um, they want you to cash out completely. Um, hmm. Are you talking about your four hundred one k when you say you have money in the market? No, I'm talking about money that's in the in the stock market. Yeah, okay, but you own this money in your own. It's not in a pension fund or anything, right? No, no, no. I yeah. own it. Yeah. All right. What 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 percentage? Of of your money is in the stock market. Um. Well, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I would say probably probably sixty percent of it. Okay. So uh, so so Bob. But by the way, 
th- this is a great call, and we're going to spend some time with you here, okay? So you, you got a few more minutes for us here this morning? Sure. Yeah, sure. Th- this, is, this is a really, uh, this is, this is going to be okay. All right, so, so you've got about 60% of you. So do you have one great big account where the money is, or do you have a few different ones? How's that work? No, no, there's, there's a few different ones. Okay. Okay, well, well the, the, the first thing, um, we're going to, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to answer your questions, but we're going to give you enough information to do some more homework that we might be able to do that if you want to call us back or something like that. So, so, um, so first of all, if, if you were to add up all of the money that you have in retirement plans, by the way, do you have like emergency reserves in the bank and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. Okay. And, and you're not going to touch that for retirement. That's just going to stay there, and you're going to be comfortable having that for a long time. Is that correct? Right. That's yeah. just emergency sure. money. Okay. All right. So, and do you have any money that's not in retirement plans that you, like, own jointly with your wife or in your own name, or is it all in retirement-type stuff? Uh, no, I have um, I have two other accounts that uh, are, are just in my name. Okay. And how much, how much are those worth? Um... Well, one is about 180000 and the other one's maybe 190 Okay. And do you know how they're invested? Uh, I don't. But by the way, do you have a financial advisor? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, okay well, number one, you, you probably should know how they're invested, okay, on your own. Uh, that's uh, And that's something you should probably look into okay all right but but let's let's go a little further okay so you have two what i'm going to call taxable accounts okay that that are maybe worth three hundred and seventy thousand dollars plus or minus we okay with that okay yeah okay and then you have retirement accounts okay and how much how much would be in there um well it was it was around four 80 or 490 but uh, like i said i'm sure it's less now yeah and but do you know um, well, I haven't got my latest statement. My last statement, it was down maybe $30,000. All right. So, so I'll just use a, uh, I'm going to use a 440 just, yeah. j- just for working purposes here. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. All right. And so, so, and how much is your emergency reserves in the bank? What's that, what's that total? Uh, that's about one hundred twenty-five thousand. Good for you. And is that pretty steady? You don't touch that. That's just been there for a long no. time. No, yeah, it's it's not making anything. It's in a money market account. That, but that it's doing its job. It's peace of mind it, when the markets go south, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got it. Okay, super. All right. So, um, so, so we're kind of in a vacuum here, okay? Because you really don't know how much money you have in stocks and bonds on those accounts. But maybe we could just do a little math here. Okay, so so if I add up everything, okay, and I'm glad I brought my calculator here. Here, I can do it for you if you like. Uh, 440 and 370, basically, right? Okay. Yeah. I got about 810,000. Let's round it off to 800. Again, we're just having a a generic discussion here. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and just so so you know, uh, I I own my house outright. There's no mortgage. Good, good. Okay. Uh, Are you married or single, by the way? No, I'm married. Okay. You're supposed to say yeah. happily. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, happily, good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We, can, we can edit it afterwards. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so th- this is a very important question, okay? So if you have this pot, okay, you, you need to know how much you need to take and when. You, you said you're probably going to take some money out of your portfolio. Is that because you want to or because you know you need to and how much? No. So, 
Well, it's it's uh, because I want to because I want to live comfortably. Sure. Okay. So how much? So if this is good, and again, so tell us how much per year you want to take. Um, I'd like to take. Well, between my Social Security. Nope. And just just from your portfolio. Oh. Just oh. from your portfolio. Uh. Hmm. Well, I'd have to do a little math to figure that out. Yeah, and, and uh, that, that that's important. But how about for now, you just give us a number so we can continue to give you help you think about this. Okay, well, let's say 50 grand. Okay. All right, so you got a pencil and paper there? No, I don't. All right, well, you know, that's all right. We'll do, okay, we'll put, this is easy. Okay, I'm going to do a really simple thing. Kirk, what's the number? So <laughs> so basically what I did, Bob, was I took, I took $50,000 and yep. divided it by... 800,000, which is, you know, just a rough, roughly what you have total. Um, yep. And so that's about 6.25%. Meaning if you took 50,000, you're taking about six and a quarter percent of the total. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and I know the, I know you just threw out that number as a guess, but just, so, yep. you know, just so you know that yep. that's, so basically you'd be taking, you know, a little over 6% of the value per year yeah. based on current Current values. Okay, so that's uh -huh. that's just a fact, by the way. So so, a couple things. Okay, so, um, and again, let, let's forget about the they're down this year. Do you have an idea of long term, like what your return has been per year on all this money? And and I, I know you probably don't know, but do you have an idea? Well, for the last few years, it's been about uh, almost eleven percent, ten point eight, or something like that. Okay, uh, if if the, la if the last two, yeah, yeah, okay, so that is it. The last, if that's the last three, or two or three or four years, I'll buy that. By, by the way, sort of a thing. Okay, all right. Um, okay, if if we were to go back in your portfolio long term, okay, well, l let's put it this way. I guess you have to earn six percent in your portfolio if you want to keep it the same and take six percent. You okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and do you know? Either very long term, if you've averaged six, or if you have a financial advisor, have they given you an idea about how much you can earn going forward on this? Um, well, uh, all I know is the uh, the ten point eight or so for the last three or four years. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I, and I'm working off the top of my head here, Kirk, but our sixty forty portfolios, which are probably not too different from his, are, are about in that number for the last three years. So, so we're, we're just going to take a guess here, okay? That maybe you're blended about sixty percent stocks and forty percent bonds across the board with all yeah, your investments. Yeah, I think you're correct. Yeah, we, I we, think you're correct there. Okay, we're kind of flying blind, but mm -hmm. but we got to go someplace. So, so if you've got a sixty percent stock and a forty percent bond blended portfolio. By the way, uh, so let's see. You got about half your money in a retirement plan and half your money not. Okay, wh wh where would you take that money from? Have you got around to thinking that yet? Mm, no, I haven't, no. Okay. All right, so so one of the questions you got to kind of resolve is, do I take it all from the retirement plan? Do I take it all from the taxable money? By the way, okay, if you take it all from the retirement plan, your 50000 isn't 50000 I know. Because you have to pay taxes. If yep. you take it all from the other stuff, your taxes are less, okay. But taking fifty thousand out of the the less than four hundred means that basically in in what seven or eight years yep. that money goes to yeah. zero. Yeah, deplete okay. that money faster. Yeah. Okay, so so 
probably, and again, this is, you know, I guess a discussion you, you should have, or if you haven't, with your advisor, you probably should kind of blend taking money from both of those places just to kind of not too much, put too much pressure on one versus the other. You follow? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. So, so by the way, I'm going to stop here. Do you have any questions for us about as far as we've been here? Um, well, basically, my you know, back to my original question: Should I, you know, should I be take? Should I close the you know the whole account and take the whole thing and pay the taxes on it, or should I just leave it uh, the way the stock market is going? You know, um, you know, it looks like it's going to be. Uh, down to half and, you know, not too far down the road. Uh, have you talked with your advisor about this? No, I'm, I'm planning on it, but not yet, no. How, how come if it's been down to... If, if you're nine months away and we're into, into the year down, I'm just a little concerned about why you haven't had that discussion. When, when, when was the last time you had a chat with this person or a meeting? Um, January. Okay. A couple, couple months ago. And, and that person knows you're going to be retiring? Yeah. Okay. And, and so did the, do you have a plan uh, about what, what you wanted to do and how it was going to work? Is, it, is that he or she made any suggestions to you about what's going on? Oh, oh, um, yeah. Well, we kind of have a plan in place, but that was uh, prior to what's happened in the last, you know, say two months okay you know yeah and by the way i'm i'm tiptoeing very carefully around you talking to another financial advisor here i want to be careful about oh, that I know. Yeah, yeah that that, yeah. that and I'm, I'm not trying to be nasty i'm just trying to be careful here that's all so yeah. so so what was the plan before it hit the fan um well the plan was that uh, uh i was going to take five percent uh, you know of um you know whatever i had in the stock market i didn't realize that there you know it was broken up uh into so many different pieces, as you say, yeah. you know? Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, I think you probably need to get a little bit more understanding about that. But so so, it, it, so did that person set aside some money in your portfolio to take care of the first couple of years in retirement for you? Yeah, well, I, I believe it. I believe they did, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. well, okay, so, oh, I'm feeling better now. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, that's... Okay, we're, we're feeling better here. So, so before it hit the fan, you, okay, so, so as far, we're doing okay, listen, Bob, your call is perfect, by the way. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. So well, if, if you're about 60% stocks and 40% bonds, and if you're working with an advisor, our, 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 our assumption is that, that you're fine with what you got and they're taking care of that. Okay. Uh, and yeah. if they said you could take about 5%, and if they hollowed out two years of income before, for, for that to happen. So, so you retire in nine months. And then for nine months, in nine months, you've got two years of what you need from your portfolio. So do I understand it correctly that you have two years and nine months of income in your portfolio already? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you've yeah. got two years and nine months of dry powder in your portfolio, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm going to tell you the same thing your advisor is going to tell you when you call him or her. Stay put. We plan for this. You got two years of dry powder, and you're not even going to take it for another nine months. Right. So uh, that's our professional comment. Yeah. A, talk to your advisor, but uh, it, from what we're hearing, it makes you have enough time to wait out the end of this 
okay, and that and that's that's a good place to be. And on top of that, if you do get in a little trouble, you do have some emergency reserves, but you you don't ever want to go there. But 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 you're you're okay there. All right, so I'm going to stop for a breath here. Questions or comments? Um. No, I don't don't have any further questions, but I, I will say that uh, talking to you on the phone makes me feel better about uh, what what's coming down the road. Yeah. Because uh, you know it's it's human nature to think the worst, and uh, you know I was kind of in the doom and gloom thing, but uh, it's looking a little different for me now. Yeah. But by the way, it's it honestly sounds like your advisor has done good things for you. I I, I you know my my gut reaction is. You should know more about what's going on with your money. Uh, it doesn't seem like you've been interested or paid much attention to that. Is that an accurate statement? Yeah, you're probably correct. Yeah, okay. I, I think you ought to work on that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the, probably the only official piece of advice is you, you need to have a better idea what the hell is going on with your money. Okay. Yeah, you're, giving, you're giving me a homework assignment. Yeah. Huh? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, seriously, okay. Uh, yeah. You know, our assumption is you're probably okay, but if you don't have much of a clue about that, that's a little scary from where we sit. So you, I mean, I, I'm pretty, you know, you need to have your advisor explain this stuff to you okay yeah. uh and maybe they already did and you just forgot or you tuned out so i'm not i'm not going there but yeah well you know what we're not we're not all great at everything you yeah. know no, I, <laughs> no I, I i understand which is why you have an advisor but honestly yeah. you should have a basic uh, that any advisor ought to be able to explain to you basically what the plan is and why it's working Okay, so that you yeah. can you, so you can tell somebody at a cocktail party, do you have a retirement plan? Yeah, my advisor says this and that. Okay, it, it doesn't have to be rocket science and all kinds of numbers, but a, a generic idea of what's going on. Hey, I got a 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio. We're going to kind of draw money proportionally. I have the account so I don't hurt myself. I got a couple of years worth of dry powder, and I think that's enough time to be okay. I mean, that's... That, that's all you have to say if that's if that's the way you sit, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but, but, yeah, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. and as people get nearer to retirement, they get more interested about their stuff anyway. So do, do you have any hobbies, Bob? Um, yeah, well, I like to fish. Oh, I, I'm there with you on that. Okay, well, maybe you take uh, an hour or a month and... Uh, you know, do do a little uh, looking at your portfolio, or kind of get an idea of what's going on. Not not much more than that. You don't want to overthink about it. But but honestly, you should be a little bit more aware and and comfortable uh, with what you got. Uh, and I and I think you should have given your uh, advisor a, a, a buzz. Uh, you know, before before you called us, to be perfectly honest with you, even if you met in January, because you, yeah, you should yeah. you shouldn't you, you don't want to be nervous about that. You know, you just don't want to be nervous about it. Kirk, yeah. I'm, I'm well, doing most of the talking here. Well, what? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. yeah, just if you're if you're un you know after talking with us, Bob, if you're if you're unsure at all about you know what the what your specific plan is, yeah, that'd be a great idea to call you know call your your advisor and just say. You know, can you just remind me in, in English, you know, what what you know what I'm going to start doing in nine months as far as how am I going to start taking income from here? Um, you know, do I already have some cash set aside or, you know, are we selling funds, you know, proportionally or, you know, what's our plan to sort of get money out of here so that we're not we're not hurting ourselves if if the markets are still down um, right, and just right, understand right. the plan. Yeah. OK. All right, well, you know, you guys have given me some optimism. So, uh Hopefully, uh, you know, I will get in touch with them, and uh, maybe I'll get a little more educated. Yeah, it, it, I, I really would. And by the way, Bob, uh, is your wife plugged into what's going on with this stuff or whatever? Or? 
Um, uh, no more than I am. Okay. She's not I, saying much. Yeah. Are, are, is she listening to this call? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she might be. Uh-huh. Or is she out fishing? Uh, any, anyway, so, so uh, I guess my comment would be that the both of you, are, you know, if, if your advisor can't explain to you in three minutes what's going on so that you can understand it, maybe you need to look someplace else. I, 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 I hate to be blunt like that, but, you know, you should know generically what's going on there so that you understand it. You don't have to know the details. But you should yeah. know what's going on so you feel okay about that sort of a thing. That's yeah. all. Okay. And, yeah. and I think you should demand a little bit more, okay, and that's not your nature, but both you and your wife ought to have an idea. Bob, if you're not here next week, where's your wife? Prob- oh, prob- yeah. Yeah, yeah. A whole lot of stress, a whole lot of circumstances. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I think that would work for the both of you, honestly. Okay, uh, sort of a thing, but it you know it's cricket. Sound like he's okay, but mm-hmm. we don't know. But it, it shouldn't be too hard to check on it, given the circumstances. But yeah. <clears throat> by the way, have you been listening to the show here today very long? Um, no, actually, I, I just turned it on about ten minutes before I called you. Okay, but you know what? We're going to play a little game here with you. you <laughs> okay, would you mind telling us the month and year of your birth? Oh, oh, by okay. the way, all right. The month and year? Yeah. yeah Feb- February of 53. Two of 53. Okay, so so um, let me... Uh, so, by the way, the stock market goes up and down, but it always goes up over the long run. Yeah. Are you okay with me making that statement? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I know that you're correct. Yeah, okay. So, do you know why that happens? Do I know why? Yeah. Um... Actually, I don't. Okay. Well, we're going to help you with that. Okay. So. Okay. All right. So, uh, so do you, do you do computers very much at all? Do you go to websites at all, or? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Where are Kirk is on a website. This is going to be fun, right, Kirk? Yeah. Okay. So Kirk is on our website uh, right now. Uh, it's called the S and P 500 at your fingertips. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, are you familiar with what the S and P 500 is? Um. Because if not, you soon will be. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, the S&P 500 is a collection of the 500 biggest publicly traded companies in America. It's basically the U.S. stock market. Okay? Oh, yeah. By the way, you know the Dow Jones Industrial Average? You hear that Dow? Yeah. All the, you know how many stocks that is? No. 30. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the the S. I always thought it. I always thought it was the other way around. There you mm-hmm. go. The, there yeah. you go. Okay. So the S and P 500, 500 biggest publicly traded companies in America. I'm sorry. That's the stock market for all practical purposes. Okay. All right. So on the day that you were born, what was the price per share of the S and P 500? And uh, Bob, you said February of 1953. Yep. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm gonna. If you don't have a pencil and paper there, but I'm gonna write this down. So what, what, the, what was the price per share of the S and P 500 when it was born, Kirk? Uh, let's see. Well, so the well the index price. The index price was twenty five point eighty six. All right. So so a share of the S and P 500 was twenty five eighty six on the day you were born. Okay. Yeah. What's it? What is it today, Kirk? Forty three ninety one. Four thousand three hundred ninety one. So so in your lifetime, it's gone from. I'm rounding it off. 26 to 4,400. Okay. Good, pretty good return, right? Oh, yeah. 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 B- by the way, okay, um, so if you, if you just own the S&P 500 for your lifetime and if you reinvested the dividends, okay, and closed your yeah. eyes, what's the return for his lifetime, Kirk? 
Reinvested or not reinvested? Reinvested for starters. Uh, 10.99. And what was inflation for those times, by the way? 3.5. So, so Bob, in your lifetime, if you just bought the 500 biggest companies of America and closed your eyes, they earned virtually 11% a year, while inflation was 4% a year. How you doing? Yeah. You're doing good. mighty good, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, okay, why do you think those companies became worth more? Um, well, because people were buying more st more uh, stock, I would assume. Uh, they were, but there was a reason for that. Let me be let me be simple. Okay, uh, uh, Bob, companies okay grow in value because their their earnings or their profits grow in value. You okay with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Kirk, what were the earnings for the S and P five hundred when Bob was born? Two point four two. All right, so $2.42 was the earnings when you were born. What's the, what are the earnings today? 200.92. 200.92. Bob, well, okay, the, the reason that the 500 biggest companies in America, and by the way, some get in, some go out, okay, have grown in value your lifetime is because they're making more money. Okay, and as, long, yeah. and as long as we're a free country and have capitalism and allow people to make money and do profits, that'll continue. So you have to feel okay about that. that. That's why markets go up over the long run. In the short run, they have hiccups. Okay, they have downturns. They have crashes. They whatever you want to call it. Okay, yeah, and, yeah. and they're just natural. But the, the world ain't coming to an end. Uh, those 500 companies, they didn't change much in the last three or four months. They didn't stop making oil at Exxon. They didn't stop making toothpaste at uh, Colgate or whatever. They're still, they're still operating, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so there's there's a disconnect between the stock market, what's going on there, and the real companies. And so I just wanted you to be comfortable with the fact that it's probably going to be okay, you know, it, it, and that you will get through this tough time. And that's why I think you're a, a perfect call for this show here. We, we got to go pretty soon. Uh, Kirk, any comments before we let Bob uh, sign off with a comment? Or well, no, I just, you know, wanted to say thank you for the call. I mean, I'm sure you're in, you know, a similar situation to a lot of folks listening. Yeah, and so, perfect. You know, yeah. we appreciate real live calls and. Um, you know, we, we we think or we hope that you're you know in a good position here, but but please hey. oh please confirm that with you know with your with and, your per and we're doing this in a couple of weeks. Maybe you can call back and let us know how you you made out. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'll get in touch with my advisor, and I'll do a little homework, yeah. and maybe I'll give you a ring. Yeah. Okay. Don't tell him about us. It'll make him or her nervous. But, That's uh, right. We, we, we think you're in good hands. By the way, so how about you give us some closing comments for our show here? We're just out of time here. Um, well, I'm, you know, I, I, feel, uh, I feel much better now that I made the phone call. Uh, you know, you, you've shown me that the stock market, you know, continually goes up, even though it goes down a little bit now and then. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a little more at ease. Well, I think you are because you use a little bit versus down a lot when you first call. So I think we're yeah. making progress with this guy, Kirk. What yes. do you think? Yes. <laughs> Bob, thank, yeah. thank you so much for the call. There's a bunch of people listening here saying, son of a gun. So we very much appreciate you going through this. And yeah, how about, we're on in a couple of weeks. How about you give us a call let us know how you made out. That I'd like to know that. Okay? Okay. Okay, I can do that. Hey, you have a great day. Thanks, All right? Bob. All right, you too. All right, bye-bye. All How right. perfect was that? All right. Well, sounds... just want to let you guys know, Dick from Plymouth called back. He went in the gym, and, he's, and they, someone said, you wouldn't be Dick in Plymouth, would you? They heard him on the radio. <laughs> so you, you do have listeners. <laughs> All right. Proof right there. Famous, <laughs> famous people in a 20-mile you know, radius. Yes. 
Uh, all right. Well, it sounds like we got to sign off here. Uh, you've been listening to uh, McNamara on Money. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed, joined today by Mike McNamara. Uh, we've been talking about volatility, and, and hopefully we've been speaking at a nice, comfortable level so that you don't feel so nervous about level the volatility. Level-headedness. That's right. Level-headedness. Yeah. And with a little humor. With a little humor. All right. So enjoy the weekend, uh, and be well. Be well.